he's actually going to use his fist and break. <laughs> punch it. Punch the recording. Right. <laughs> well, you just made that really awkward talking through the break. Oh, okay. All right. Carry on. Uh, you booted uh, that. I booted that. Okay. So, uh, joining us now, and, and I, I, I led into it because I see him. I can see him on my screen over here. Um, man, I'm super proud of this guy. Um, he's done something. Not a lot of guys. Nine, nine other guys. Right. Not a lot of dudes walking the face of the earth have done this and probably will not do this. Um, I know how hard it is to win um, a title like this. It's very, very difficult. Uh, and, and it's just amazing to see him win this again. And I'm, I'm proud of him. I'm super happy to have him back on the show. I, Brian DeCarpenter, correct me if I'm wrong. G's been on our show probably... Right up there with two or three, four times, probably as much as I'm, I'm going to say he's one of our uh, guests that's been on more than anybody. I think it's the third time. I think it's the third time. Yep. Um, super stoked to have him back on the show. The one, the only 2016 AOI champion, Gerald Swin. I'm standing up. Oh, yeah, let's stand up. Let's all stand I'm up. I'm standing up. stand up, Look at all you guys going balls deep. Yeah. Balls. We're going balls are, deep. Are you, are you protesting like they do on the national that's anthem? Not at all. I got some tight jeans when I can't Dave's get up. protesting. He doesn't want to stand. He's protesting, G. How you doing tonight, man? I'm good. I, how you doing? I'm doing great. Good. Oh, dude, good to see you. I know you, your mindset is exactly the same as mine. Dude, You are. I, I know you got to be so happy to be back home. Um, it's grueling season, a grueling last two or three weeks on the road. Has any of this sunk in yet? Has has any of the, you know, because this isn't just a title. This is, dude. This you've been through a lot this year, a lot of stuff, and and to, to come out of it with the ultimate prize is amazing. Then you get home, you're home for a couple days, three four days. Has any of it set in yet? Because I know it, it takes time for it to settle in. I, I don't. I, I uh, well, it's Sunday, and I tell Leanne today this is the the, the first day I've kind of felt uh, a little bit relaxed, but still hasn't sunk in, man. I still I still think about it because I think I was so focused on the season and each tournament, and and all I thought about was catching that next bass. And now that I'm home, it's almost weird, dude. It's like I I kind of have them withdrawals from the prep of the tournament and where I need to be fishing and what I need to be doing. So I tried, I was on a tractor today, and I was like, hey, man, you, you know, you won. The season's over. And it's really just hard, Mike, for me to – it's hard for me to, to, to be able to accept it, man. I, I, you know, we fight for this. Everybody does yeah. this part. Everybody knows what the mountain is to climb. And you know how close you can get and how fast you can fall. And, and I just – seems like it's been a little bit unreal to me. Yeah. Do me a favor, and I know this has been asked to you before, but a lot of our viewers and listeners um, are, are – all they watch is like live because they're – you know, it's like porn. They got to watch it. Uh, this is awesome show, right? Right. It's like awesome show. That's all right. They just got to watch it. Compare the two. How does this? How does this compare to your first AOI? Is it the same? Is this more gratifying? Yeah. Compare them for I me. Think to me. I think to me, Mike, that the, the second one's more gratifying. I think uh, I really appreciate the first one. And I won it, uh, you know, this five or six years of my career. It was a six-tournament series. Uh, I, Hi, I knew what it was about, but but I didn't know 
really how hard it was going to be to do again. You know, you're so yeah. at that age, you win it. You know, it's my, you know, look at yourself. You come off the federation win, you go win the classic, and all of a sudden you're like, hey, dude, I'm going to do this all the time. There's nothing. You know, <laughs> and then I, was, I mean, that's what kind of why I felt. I won it the first time, and I was thinking, there's just going to be no problem. You're going to do this again. Yeah. And, and, and now I've got a double echo. Do you I can still hear you. You, okay. you sound good on our end. Yeah. You know, so so now, you know, once I climbed it, I, I have such a different respect for it. I, I truly do respect the struggle more now. Um, I appreciate it more. Uh, I admire the guys. As corny as it sounds, Mike, I admire the guys around me more and, yeah. and so much more respect because I know how good they are and how hard it is to beat them. So, I, I don't know. I think I look at the painting and the picture a lot different now. But number two to me – means more uh i i just think i got close a few times but to come back and do it the second time this one's going to be the one that just stands strong right now i mean yeah. I, you know and think about it dude you th- this next year you could do the same thing you know you could go down as a two-time winner of anger of the year but you know it's a it's a it's a tall mountain to climb and it doesn't it has nothing to do with with your fishing or my fishing it just takes a lot of things to go your way yeah yeah, a lot, a lot of it is, you know, just like a tournament win, we just talked to Ott, a lot of it is it has to just fall into place. You know, it's almost like you can't stop it. It happens on its own. I think I think that's a play with everything in life, you know? You talk about it a lot, man. We all talk about fishing our gut, and we do it. You, you do it as good as anybody and myself. We, we truly, when you're in the moment, you fish that is good. But when you're not fishing quite the way you need to be, even though your gut tells you to do something or you know what to do, you won't do it. There's too much conservative feeling there. And, and when people say, you know, it, it does take things falling into place, but when you fish your gut and you and you quit trying to drive the bus and you just fish, that's when things fall into place. And I, I think it's so hard for an angler to get to that frame of mind yeah. where he says, I'm just going to trust the moment. I'm going to fish the situation and let the cards fall where they may. That's a really hard place to get to on the water. It's easy to get to when me and you sitting around talking, having a cold pop, laughing about it. But on the water, when all the chips are on the line, that's the hardest place in the world to get to is where you're like, I'm I'm, I'm all in on yeah. the poker game. I'm going to fish my gut, and I don't care what nobody says. I don't care who's catching them, how deep they're catching them. I'm going to fish my way. Yeah. Well, Ger- Gerald, uh, I heard you talk to the media several times going into the AOI. Awesome job. Congratulations. But uh, you, you lied over and over to them. <laughs> <laughs> and you said that you, you weren't thinking about the Angler of the Year race. It wasn't in your mind. You weren't thinking. Or Is that possible? Could you block that out and just fish? I, Pete, I think I did it. I, I think I did it. Uh, to the point where it, I didn't think about it near as much as what people thought. I'll be honest with you. When I got to that last tournament at Malax, I thought about it, man, and it, it started affecting me because it seemed like with today's media and, and all the outlets and everything out there, it was the most questioned. Everything that someone asked me was about that, and yeah. I really had a hard time thinking about fishing or being able to clear the mechanism and go back to square one. But up until that day, man, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I made myself a promise and my wife. I said, we're going to climb the mountain, and there's 10 steps in the mountain. And I said, just promise me we don't look at step 10 and we complete every other step. So I, I just handled each day like that, Pete, as it sounds, man. I said, just fish today and don't worry about tomorrow. Just fish today. I never looked at the points until the very last tournament when we got to Malax. I never knew what the league was. 
I had no idea until Dave Mercer said something on stage one day, and yeah. I told her that. I said, baby, just don't tell me. Don't let nobody tell me. I just want to fish. And I said, if you start yeah. talking points, then you're going to mm. think about points. So yeah. it was so weird because people ask her, Pete, like, do y'all talk about the points? And she's like, nope, he won't talk about it. He just listens to the radio. It just, I think we get so focused on it, Pete, because we know what it means. Uh, we know how it can change your life financially, it, it, the whole deal. We almost forget we got to fish a tournament next week, and the point stuff. You know, you don't get paid that week on the point. So I, I just knew that. I say, like, just don't do that, man. Just focus on each tournament, fish each day, one day at a time. That's that's a great strategy. I wish I could do that all the time. <laughs> like that. That's actually something. That that's something I. Sh- I think it's free, man. But that's exactly how I host each day, and I, and it may be what saved me, Mike, is because I was like, I stole just didn't think about it yeah. I, I say you know make the only focus on day two at wisconsin was where did those fish go in that mat how do i find them again yeah and as long as i thought that way it's like i stayed in the moment i felt true to myself we had a challenge this year she said you know i want your very best 10 tournaments you give me your very best whatever that is wherever you fall at in the points if it's 108 or if it's number one, she said, at the end of the year, you need to be able to tell me you give me your very, very best at all times. And I knew if you look at them points, and I don't care what anybody says, if you look at the points and you start running math, Mike, and you think this is where I need to finish to make the classic, you're going to finish right there or right below it every time because that's where you're looking. Yeah, at. he's right. You, yep. So if true. You can, he's right. If you say, I want to throw under that dock, when you turn that bait loose, if your eyes are not where your target needs, you know, where your your eyes are not focused on your target, your bait's going to go to where you're looking. And I knew that. I said, don't do that, man. Just just fish. Just just fish to be your best because I've done done it too many times, man. You're like, well, if I just finished 50th, I'd make the classic. Right. And how many times do we do that? We finish 51st or 49th. I think when you do that, we short ourselves being our very best because you set your goal before you, you even got started that my goal is 50th and this is where I need to finish. Yep. I, I agree. I agree. Now, yeah. I, I want to jump to something, and um, a lot of casual viewers of the sport, they look at this season, G, right, and they look at your finishes all year leading up to the last event, and they're like, holy shit, dude, this was easy for G. This was this was he, he this is easy. This there's nothing else there. He's just he's it was easy for him. He was fishing. And they don't see the mental challenges that are behind the scenes. And and you know, and I don't want to get into specifics, you know. We know a lot of the guys that fish full time, JTP, we know the mental challenges. Um and and some years they're more than others. Talk to me a little bit about that about how challenging it was this year with everything else going on and your ability to keep performing event after event. Because that's, that's something that nobody's talked about. I want you to – you don't have to get into specifics, but I want you to talk about that a little bit because that's what impressed me the most about your win this year. Well, my, my wife and I started the season, and you'll hear me refer to her a lot because she's, she's my teammate. She's my, my mental coach. You know, she's the one that I bounce ideas off of and challenges me to do things. And we talked about it. Going into this year, I said, let's make fishing a little bit more of a priority. Let's make fishing the tournaments more of a priority. Let's protect ourselves before the tournament starts. Let's try not to do too much. And we made a stand a few times, man, and, 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 and it makes things complicated, whether it's a sponsor-related 
family related or all kind of issues and it seemed like the year we tried to simplify the most and we we really focused on it i faced some of the biggest challenges i've ever faced off the water uh and i actually had some gut checks at times mike i had checks where i would wake up in the morning and brush my teeth and go dude you know is this you know everybody's got their breaking point dude yeah you know it you know where yours is but the key is you don't want nobody to know you got a breaking point but you know where it is and I'm going to tell each and every one of you, I had days this year where I felt like I was right on the edge of that breaking point. I just don't know how much more I can handle. And it might not have had anything to do with the tournament. And I think to me, that's what I learned more about myself is that what, what you can deal with, you know, and then learn better about blocking it out. But, yeah, this year, more di- more distractions than we probably normally had, but yet able on the water to kind of keep uh, kind of keep your head down and grind and then Mike, I think it comes with years. I, you know, uh, you know, when you and I started, man, we fished faster, harder. It was like we're gonna beat you with our arm if we can't beat you with our mind. And I think as I'm getting older now, I, I'm starting to realize that there's a great strategy to resting more, uh, fishing the moment, uh, being engaged in practice. You know, you know how it is. You get tired and burn out. You, you're pissed off at the world and you can't find them. So you just go down the bank, just frailing. I mean, you're just throwing at everything. Till your arm's about to fall off. And you don't even remember the last four hours of practice. Yeah. I really tried to avoid those situations this year and said, you know, if you're not engaged in the moment, just leave. And Matt Lee still laughs. He said, you remember at Wheeler on day three? He said, you texted me at 11 o'clock and said you were already back at your camper and you hadn't caught nothing. He said, at 1 o'clock when I texted you, you just woke up. And and I said, hey, you know, when I wasn't texting, I left. You know, and he still laughs about that. He goes, you just literally loaded up and went back. So, I, I mean, it... The challenge mentally was there, physically was there, and I'll be honest with you, I had the worst practices of my life, the entire 10 tournaments. I ain't had one practice where I caught them yet. Not one. <laughs> <laughs> well, y'all think I'm kidding you. I mean, I didn't have nothing to go to, and that made me, made, but it's so deadly because I had a saying there toward the end of the year. I said, hey, you ain't got to have a really good spot. You just got to fish your spot really, really good. And then it looks like oh. I mean, think about it. I made the top 12 cut at Potomac at that damn biggest community hole in the world at that Chimichanga Creek or Chimichalupal or whatever that thing is right there below the ramp. Chicken 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 I know a guy that won 200 grand out of there. <laughs> I did. I did. Yeah. I did. You know, it's the biggest community hole guy. in the world, and I knew it. And I'm like, well, eh, you might as well just go where you know there has been a bass caught. And the first day, I, like, I catch two in the first 15 minutes, and I catch three within the last 20 minutes of the tournament day. So I think what it taught me is you don't have to be on them great to be successful. Yeah. Uh, you have to control your emotions, and you have to fish. Just like I said, dude, you ain't got to have a good spot. You just got to fish your spot really good. And then I made a lot more of a focus, Mike, to fish like the area. You know, there's there's five bass here today. You just got to figure out how to catch them. Now, it may be on the other side of the pocket or over here, so I would just figure out a smaller puzzle every day instead of trying to fish the whole lake. Right. That's key. Key, key, key. Uh, let me remind everybody watching and listening tonight, uh, we've got G-Man on, AOI Champion 2016. We want to hear from you. Please IM us with your questions or comments for G. By the way, G, nice hat tonight. I love it. You like that? I, I love it. Tractor for a couple of days. I think my tractor's kind of sexy. Y'all like that? <laughs> I like that. <laughs> nice. can do a lot of things. Nice. And I, my wife was riding the tractor with me, and she was covered in dirt. And I was like, oh, you are so dirty. And I like it. Uh-huh. <laughs> nice. Dirty, dirty. All right, we're going to take care of a couple of our uh, uh, questions from social media. And the one is uh, basically the question is, 
you're known as one of the best junk fishermen out there. Was there one bait or technique that stood out um, or attributed to your winning angler of the year this year? Was there one G or was uh, it a little bit of everything? Uh, there was there's two. I'm going to say there was three baits this year that was MVP of the year. Without a doubt, the Zoom Z Crawl is a bait that I fished at every tournament and caught bass on at some level, whether it was punching mats, flipping cypress trees at Winyah Bay. But the two baits that's really going to jump out to you that's just straight-up junk fishing is I had the same exact spook tied on a rodder with braided line the entire season. Never changed the hook. <laughs> wow. Now, I didn't catch a lot, but I caught two fours at I caught two fours back-to-back at Toledo Bend. I caught a five and a four back-to-back at uh, Cayuga. I caught uh, at Mississippi River. I caught 15.5-pound smallmouth in 50 minutes on it. It started at 1 o'clock in the daytime, and it was just a bait that laid there that every now and then I would pick up. And, you know, a spook's not something that you throw all the time. Yeah. But for whatever reason, I would just have the gut feeling to pick it up, and I would catch a big one, and I caught – I caught a couple of big fish on a buzz bait this year. You know, for the last couple of years, I wouldn't even throw a buzz bait in the tournament because it's just too risky. And I caught two seven-pounders on a buzz bait this year. I caught one at Wheeler, wow. at, which is just crazy, and I caught one at Texoma. So those are the three baits to me that really stand out, a buzz bait, a spook, and the little Z-Crawl. Yeah, I, I actually want to tell a quick story, and this is a true story about one of those buzz bait fish. And uh, it's from Wheeler Lake. And I had an okay tournament. I had a decent tournament. And I actually fished in one of the same creek arms that G fished in. And and we, we were kind of doing different stuff, but I fished in that same general creek. And I want to say it was the second or third, and maybe it was the third day of the tournament. And I was kind of str- third day. And I was kind of struggling. And I started in there, left, went and did some other stuff. And I came back, and I'm like, I'm going to come back at the end of the day and try to make another pass and, and catch a couple good ones. And, dude, I get in there, and I'm in there maybe like 10 minutes, and I could hear, like, and, and you could tell it's from far away. You could tell it was like a couple miles away. But, dude, I heard this scream, <laughs> this a god-awful yell, scream, uh, shriek. Sure. I don't know. Dude, what, whatever you want to call it, I heard this. And here's the funny thing. It's a true story, Jay. I heard this, and you could tell it was so far away. And my partner looks at me. My marshal looks at me and goes, I hope is somebody is somebody, somebody getting hurt? Is somebody right? And I look at him, and I go, that's fucking Gerald. That's G. I knew your voice from like a mile away, dude. I knew it was you catching a big one. I just knew it. That's awesome. I swear. You were like the first boat we seen when we come out of there. My marshal's looking at me, and he's looking at you, and he goes, you think I can nearly heard that? And I'm like, oh, he had to hear oh, that. Oh, I dude. heard it. I heard <laughs> it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's 115, and it was a tough day. Yeah. It kind of got sunny. I wasn't getting no bites. The things had just fell down. I had five that might have weighed like two pounds. They were like minnows. I mean, they were scary little. <laughs> And I just like, I ain't doing this. I, I said, I got two hours. I'm going to make something happen. And I haven't even fished this way. And I kind of knew where my old backwater pond was. I said, I'm just going to go in there. And I threw a frog about four casts. And I was like, it don't feel right. And I dug a buzz bait out. That I, and as Matt Lee laughed about it, it hadn't even been retied. And I started slinging it around. And I caught a three and a half. And then as I got to the mouth of it, I caught a seven. And was I'm putting, dude, and it bit it like right at my feet. And I had a gentleman with him who was in the 70s, dude. And that's when fishing gets good, the high fives and the hugs. This guy's, 
you know, low 70s, marshaled 120 plus days. And as I land this fish, I've got it in the floor, and he's in my face screaming like Mike Iaconelli going, freaking unbelievable, most crazy, impressive thing I've ever seen. He goes, what a comeback, what a comeback, you know. So there for like three minutes, me and a 70-year-old man are nose-to-nose screaming at each other. <laughs> I, didn't know, I didn't know which one was going to have a heart attack the fastest, and then we come out, and there you were, and I'm like, uh-oh. I was like, we've... We done screwed up, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you, and you noticed the first thing I did after I saw you is I'm, I'm like, I pulled my buzz bait out of my rod locker. Did you, Mike? <laughs> I did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm dumb, but I'm not <laughs> stupid, bro. <laughs> I thought you had lost a couple of big ones in there on day two, and it was like so weird because I'd run into you one day, and you was like, gee, it's horrible, man. He goes, I've lost like a couple of big yeah, ones. I don't know what the deal I did. is. And you caught a big one, you know, and I'm like, well, you've got it turned around now, dude. You know, it's just weird how that day yeah. and that tournament kind of progressed along. But I think the patience of just being able to ride out an area, man. I, any yeah. other time, dude, I would have mashed the panic button, burn out 40 gallons of gas in <laughs> 70 spots before I got back to the ramp and not probably let my bait ever hit the water. You know what I mean? And yeah. instead, I was just like, nah, I'm just going to ease over here in this pond and throw a buzz bait around like an idiot. When <laughs> I catch two giants. That's amazing. Well, I got to ask you a question, Mike. How did like when you heard all that screaming and hollering, yeah. knowing that he was having this great success? Yeah, how'd that make you feel? I was, I actually, um, part of me was like, you know, shit, I'm doing the wrong thing because I wasn't catching him, and part of me, I kind of knew it was G because I, yeah. I, I knew it was his voice. I don't know yeah. how to describe it, but I knew it was him. Part of me was like. Kind of pumped up for him. I don't oh, know. It's cool. kind of weird. Yeah. Because well, I, because I know everybody. Weird. No, every, it is weird. Everybody weird. that fishes around you has to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> when you're like you kind of pissed me off. Right. At uh, the the James River this year when you called that three and a half pounder oh, in front yeah. of me, and all making a lot of racket. That kind of pissed me off. Oh, no, sorry. About I was that, frustrated Pete. by that. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but to be happy to hear him celebrate. That's yeah. not weird. He's your friend. I know. I know. Would, that's I, know. Not weird. I know. Well, that's 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 nope. com- that's competition. And like yeah. you know, getting back to getting back to the Ottafoe so, thing, very similar. Yeah. You know, it's just so competitive out there, man. It's just really hard sometimes to to share that success. And it it was super humbling, man, to weigh in for me to weigh in up there and uh, and getting ready to get the trophy. And I look out there, man, and and all my buddies, you know, everybody yeah. that I fish against is hanging out. I'm like, yeah. dude, what? That's that's like street respect that people don't. I, I don't know if people ever understand that because. We fish to win, and Mike, you know it, Pete, you know it, but you fish to gain respect, and, and you know that. And when your fellow anglers pay you that respect, it's it's pretty uh, pretty mind-blowing to me. It's very humbling to see everybody standing there clapping. I'm like, well, you know, half the season or, or, or 10 months this year, we've been dog-eat-dog trying to kill each other on the water, and now everybody's the first here to clap. And, and that's to me, that's what the sport's supposed to be about. Yeah, very, uh, very, I, very humbling. Now, I got, I got another question. This is actually a joint question for JT and Gerald, I've got you both here, uh, and it's it's a great question. This came in from one of our social media viewers. Um, it's basically a question talking about the shifting of how guys are dominating the sport now, right? We've got John Cox just won the FLW championship in the heat of the summer, ball shallow. Uh, Andy Morgan dominating FLW for a few years, basically fishing shallow. And, and now you, G, you've dominated this year, not totally shallow but primarily fishing a shallower zone uh you you know why is this is it is it due to scheduling 
Is it a shift in the the sport where so many guys now are fishing deep that the shallow bites coming back around? That, that's what I really think it is. I think it's it's the 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 electronics with Lawrence and everything has gotten so good now that that even people that don't understand what they're even looking at on there, they can still see the fish and know enough to put a waypoint on top of them and sit right. there and fish them. And just kind of like like I see on on Gerald's uh, social media a lot because he he's a, a Gerald's a friend of mine, but I'm still a fan of his. He, yeah. he like just I'm like a fan of yours. Absolutely, we're buddies. I'm here at your house. I'm gonna I'm gonna sleep in one of your beds tonight. But I'm still a Mike Ike. Yeah, and no fan. no splooging in that bed place tonight. <laughs> it, it depends on what mood I'm in. Don't you know we're not <laughs> no, sorry. No judging. Yeah, no really. Judging. Like seriously, don't judge me, dude. <laughs> no, I'm not. Judging. You know what I mean? But anyway, like I'm a, I'm a Swindle fan, so I follow Swindle. But you know to get to that point to win that is awesome. But the whole shallow thing, I really believe, and 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 hopefully Gerald thinks the same thing. It is gonna come back. Yeah. Like when I started fishing deep, like like it was awesome. Like I made a couple of top tens really quick, and, but there wasn't anybody doing it, and it was almost like I had a whole new office. Right. And it was really fun. And we all put it out on social media, and now everybody's out deep. Right. And just like Gerald catching them yeah. on Gunnersville all the time with the Lee boys. Yeah. And he's putting it on Instagram all the time. Y'all are catching yeah. them all out on them ledges, which is awesome. Little decoy in there. Decoy. Yeah. decoy. See, decoy. Exactly. Decoy. See? Decoy. Hey, hey, I'm, see, I'm seeing through you, bro. I'm seeing through you, bro. Because <laughs> I'm trying to do the same thing. <laughs> he did see the one with Jordan Lee and I went and spent half a day taking frogs and slapping holes in the mats. We slept like for hours we slapped holes in the mats and made them look like blowholes and then left and went and fished out deep that's true oh it's awesome Subterfuge. More, dude. I think uh, the electronic age uh, the younger fishermen is so much more dialed into the, the lake master chips and navionics and whatever they can find to find out they're deep they spend hours and hours and hours idling looking for the mother load that I think some people just forget how to fish shallow, or they it's they think it's going to be dominated deep. And a lot of times what I tell them, I said, it might be one deep, but it won't be one by me deep. And that was the key. Like at Chickamauga two years ago in Bass Fest, I told Fletcher, he's like, you catch them deep? I was like, nope. And it was the night before the tournament started. He said, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to get out two rods and fish shallow all day on docks. He goes, you're crazy, dude. It's going to be one deep. I said, it is, but it ain't going to be one deep by me. I mean, I ain't found them. I ain't caught them. And I don't even want to look out there. I so like I ended that. up fishing yeah. fourth, fishing boat docks. It wasn't pretty. I knew I couldn't win, but you could make a solid enough finish to keep moving along. And I think I think the guys that fish shallow that still like it, that don't mind uh, fishing kind of for not as many bites, and look at Andy Morgan, dude. Simplicity 101, and if he falls out of the boat, he can get up and walk because he ain't going to drown. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it, love that. Right? Even awesome. in like eight feet of water because he's like eight foot tall. He can yeah, still walk back. Lanky, too. <laughs> Andy, Andy's so simple minded that him and I have been friends, and, and a lot of people don't know. Andy and I met each other. I'm 47. When I was probably in my early 20s, I fished uh, a Jerry Ryan circuit, and it come down to an Angler of the Year fish off on Lake Chickamauga, and I was going head to heads with a guy named Andy Morgan. And I'm like, well, this ought to be nice. This is his home lake. And that's how we become friends, you know. And 
to watch his way of fishing and how simple he is. And I don't know if you've ever been in the boat with him, Mike, but it's pretty simple. The guy gets out one rod and fishes. And when he gets done, he puts up that rod and gets out one more. There's never going to be more than one. Oh, and if you look at his boats, he don't even have rod straps to hold his rods. Now think about that, guys. <laughs> he ain't running around. He ain't racing. Wow. He's fishing. But the simplicity of that is pretty spooky that you could be that deadly but he's just that simple-minded. He hunts that way also, and it's pretty impressive to be in the woods with him. It's pretty simple. Now, he'll get you killed in a tree stand because he'll use 13 wooden pegs and a sawmill ladder and crawl up there and sit on a limb, and we'll all fall down, but he can kill a deer. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. All right. Now, now, <laughs> now speaking of hunting, uh, I, I need to know, you know, crazy season, busy season, uh, ended with a big exclamation point. Tell me about your off-season plans. Um, are you going to jump right in to do some hunting? You got a, a vacay planned? Are you going to Disney? No, no we're going to party that big. Uh, Tuesday morning at 5.30, I'm going to have knee surgery. So, I mean, I'm wow! going to make a Uh-oh. I should, I should be on crutches for a couple of weeks. That's, that's like partying all the way. But we're going to hunt a little bit. Uh, You'll still be ready for the too. rut, won't you? Yeah, I th- that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping by the first of November. Uh, You'll be all right. He's saying, you know, maybe four or five weeks I should be pretty mobile. But, you know, I'm trying to get healthy a little bit. I've hurt, you know, my knees hurt me for like the last three months during tournaments. And I'm to that point, as much as I'd like to go have a big time and celebrate, I just want to get fixed. But the swindles don't do a lot of like really fancy stuff. I mean, we just have warmed up lasagna on paper plates in the microwave. So we don't like really eat sushi and drink wine and party at Disney. We're just more like beer people and warmed up lasagna. That's, Hell a good, yeah, that, man. Yeah. that's a good strategy. I, I saw on social media the other day you were having uh, warmed up Boston butts on the tailgate, and I was jealous. Yes. I was jealous because that's me too. I love that kind of shit and sitting in a tree stand. So I was super jealous. I was like, man, where are they at? I want to go. My wife's like, she's like, what are we going to eat for supper? And we were driving home from the AOY, and it was the first day. We drove all day, and I was like, just pulling here. And I was like, hey, I got some of that Boston butt in my cooler. And she's like, oh, I got some buns. So we Perfect. had like a big picnic on the back of the truck. <laughs> 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 hey, Charles, hey, Charles, hey, what, is, what is Boston butts? I don't even know what that is. It's the shoulder of a pig. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't make any sense because you would think it'd be the hind, yeah. right? But a Boston butt is actually the shoulder of a pig. Right, thank you. Stick with me, kid. I'll I, take your place. So these guys act <laughs> like you know what Boston butt is. I don't know what it is either, but I'm asked. <laughs> I, I thought you said Boston Market. <laughs> yeah, the restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's Boston butt smoked in the smoker. You just peel it off, man, like a barbecue. It's amazing. Put it on some buns, set up on the tailgate of the truck, eat away, man. This yeah. is. We just looked at each other and laughed. I'm like, but to, to me, I, I, I'm kind of with JT, dude. That, that's like my deal, man. You, you get me away. I'll take a bologna sandwich in the woods over a steak in a restaurant any day in the woods. I just <laughs> oh, yeah. like to be outside. That's not bad. All right, now another question. This one came in. Um, any plans to pre-fish Lake Conroe? Absolutely. I, uh, I'm going to head out and try to fish uh, Conroe about six or seven days. You know, we've been there several times. Yeah. But I would like to go there on a, uh, when I wasn't prep time and just fish. I don't want to go just ride all over the lake. I'm, I'm way past that in pre-fishing. I don't do no riding around 900 hours and burning gas and looking. I'm all about catching them. If I'm going to go somewhere and fish, I want to catch some fish. And I think I'll go out, you know, maybe the end of October, maybe in December a little bit. But I'd like to go out for about a week and just fish. How about you? Are you going? 
I, I think I'm going to go. I actually – I'm reformulating my uh, strategy on how I'm going to fish tournaments next year. But for that event, I still think it's worth going out and spending a few days. You know, So I, I'll be out there. I'm thinking hmm. I'm thinking three to five days of, of going out and looking around a little bit, fishing Do you think bit. you can find that rod that you broke over your leg when uh, – wasn't it – it Look was. That beat you? Yeah, I can't find it because it was actually uh, 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 Keith. Uh, oh, Keith Combs. Keith Combs. I thought it was Lefebvre, and, and why I might have been confused at that is I had a I had a friend uh, text me earlier. Uh, Ron Weimer from Frostburg, Maryland, text me earlier and was pretty upset that you cut me off when I was talking about I was going to kick Lefebvre's ass. <laughs> Right. No, that was about, about that it. So, anyway, that's why I thought I'd yeah. bring it. No, it, it was Keith Combs, and actually, okay. it's it's funny because you know how and and gee, you've been victim of this too. How they air selectively air stuff on TV. You know what yeah. I mean? And uh, oh yeah, yeah. So of course, you know, I broke that rod over my leg. I threw the freaking rod and reel, the one half of it, up on the bank. And I just needed, like, a release, you know what I mean? And I, like, sat there for a couple minutes and had a couple people watching me. And I trolled up over. I jumped on the bank. I got that rod. And one of the guys watching me had, like, about a 15-, 16-year-old kid in the boat. So I signed it. I gave that kid that rod. And then I went off, and then I was good, you know what I mean? But, of course, they never show that shit. No, you know what I mean? Oh, they make yeah. me look like the <laughs> they worst. They just show you cussing at the dog. Yeah, the yeah. yeah they, show, they show that and me cussing at the dog and whatever, right, and I'm right, the worst right. guy alive. So. Well, they, they'd spin right. it. Like, yeah. Iconelli gave some kid a broken rod one time. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what a heel. Well, that, what a, what a jerk. I like you because of the stuff they show, because if I would have actually saw you apologize to the dog. Right, you would hate and me or give yeah. them, I'd be like, what a pussy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be sitting here. Right? I think that's six, Brian. That's six people I've offended tonight. Uh, I got, all right, I'm going to bring a question to Ike and JT. Here, here's the question: Angler to angler, even Pete. Pete, I want your answer on this too. And Ike, because you, you brought this to my attention, you said you're going to structure your way you, you fish tournaments. If I offered you four hours of sleep. Or four hours of extra pre-fish, which one would you take? Sleep. Ooh, without question. Sleep for me. It would have been, it, as of, up until my change of strategy, so pre, uh, all last year and the rest of my career, it would have been practice. Give me four more hours yep. of practice. But I think I'm changing, I'm, I'm actually going to change it. A little bit, and and um, oh, you're getting I, old. no, I'm not getting old. I'm not getting old. I'm get. I think I'm getting wiser, okay. and I'm watching guys mm. like G. I'm watching guys that are having success, fishing the moment, relying more on that than on pre-practice and what happened in the past. And I think I want to change up my strategy a little bit. Brian DeCarpenter. Oh, we got some IMs come through? I say lies. Oh, I Becky agree says with Becky. lies. <laughs> Becky says lies. Beck's calling bullshit on me, G. I am too. I'm telling you, I, sleep. I just don't. He's I, not I, wired I, that I, way. He's I, not wired that I way, G. He can't do it. I knew Ike was, dude. He's, I call him DD. He's dark to dark, son. He's going dark <laughs> to dark if they're biting or not. He's DD. He's out. And that, that's not a breast. That's DD the fishing. Dark to dark. He's going. I like the fish, man. That's I don't know. Maybe that's part of it. Well, I, I mean, I, I get it, but I, you know, I've I value rest because <laughs> I can I can do so much more. Like I think so much faster. Right. I make really good decisions right. when I'm rested. 
I don't, I don't, I don't, you don't succumb to pressure right. nearly right. as easily as when you're rested. Yeah. Uh, you're so, you're so mentally strong. Uh, so, you know, for, for me, I, like, I, I make sure, I prioritize sleep. I've learned to do that, but it's hard because you hear, you're out there dark to dark. Other guys are out there, you watch all these guys out there after dark graphing, and you feel like you're getting behind by, by, by not being out there. Now, on a, on a graphing tournament, I might differ on that, but just on a normal tournament, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm taking sleep. Sleep. Let me tell yeah. you a little something about Mike Iaconelli, people. Ooh. We have some serious <laughs> conversations beforehand, and he's he's all about you know less time on the water. I'm gonna fish the moments. I'm gonna cut back my tackle by a third, a third. Every, every year. year. Okay, we've been we've been doing this for a decade now. <laughs> it has never once happened, and Whatever. he talks a big game. But it never well, happens. You, you aspire to greatness, hey. Beck. <laughs> you want to see my I need to send Mike a picture of my tackle room this year. My tackle room at our little eight hundred foot house is four foot by six foot, and it has a water heater in it. And that's what my tackle room and my workshop has wow. been the entire season: four by six, and it has a water heater in it. Wow. Mm. That's, and I had a golden. Hey, I looked at my stuff, Mike, and I said, "Dude, if you ain't fish with it in a year." You ain't never taking it on the road again, and I put it all away. Yeah, here, here. I, I try to do that with my clothes, and it, it doesn't work. So I don't even have a four foot by six foot closet. No, Sorry, it, G. It's, it's true when you think about it. Think of some of the the hard, like even on the hard bait side, right? Like yep. I love Rapala stuff. You got to have a couple Strike Kings deals in your boat, but dude, DD twenty twos, bandits, old Bagleys. When's the last time you've actually fished that shit? You know well, what you to. said? Absolutely, absolutely. The old Bagley's title, title, title water, title shallow little. Maybe got to have those. But like a DD twenty two, like Normans. Like when's the last time you threw a Norman? Right. Like why? Why even carry them got, anymore? You know. Yeah. I can, I kind of like those six cents plugs, but I mean everything, all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. I and and to me anymore, and, and unless you're in like a crazy shout or a crazy clear place where you're gonna use morning dawn or something. Dude, if that some bitch ain't black and blue or green pumpkin, right? It's a great, hey, it's a great strategy. I don't, I strategy. ain't throwing it because ain't the right color. Yeah. I, hey, I've got two color jigs in my boat. I got a black one and a brown one. If y'all ever want to borrow one, I got those two colors. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I've got two chunks. I've got a green pumpkin and a black and blue. And on the day right. I feel real kinky, I'll swap them up and I'll put the black and blue chunk on the brown jig. Ooh. Yeah. Well, see, there, but you're big that, time. That's see, you're crazy. AOY. You're big hey. time. Gerald, you can do stuff like that. Hey, Gerald, speaking of kinky, one of the fans want to know, are your knees yeah. truly stiffer than your weenus? Weenus? Yes, yes, yes. That's the second time this uh, week I've heard weenus. I think my knee has been eaten by Agra when ain't nobody looking because it's had an erection for more than four hours. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to work on that, though. You know you get up. You're grunt getting up and down and everywhere you move you just grunt and I'm sure my marshals probably thought I was like a yard ape up there because I'm like oh, oh god this is killing me he's like you're right yeah my knees all stiff I said it's hard said, my wife's jealous other parts ain't that hard I said but my knees she's firmed up baby she will not nice nice <laughs> Dave you got another Y'all one ask. yeah one more question I'm fam wants to know with with your uh, new trappings of uh, financial success are you going to buy a Corvette. Me? <laughs> Corvette? No, the guy behind you. Yeah, you. 
Come on, you gotta gotta th- think about this, Jay. You got Ish Monroe with a Ferrari. 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 You've got. Does Ish really have a Ferrari? Yes. You've got Skeet Reese with a yellow Lamborghini. Come on, man. You gotta you gotta you gotta represent. America. I want Ish Monroe money. Americana. My wife wants like a new AR-15 <laughs> gun, <laughs> and I'd actually, honestly, I kind of have my eye on a 50 horse tractor. I got two, but I kind of like another one. But man, I just where we live, nah, Corvettes, that stuff ain't gonna work, man. You drive around one of them where I live, they're gonna make fun of you. It just ain't gonna work. So, <laughs> I, go, I still go to the Dollar General wearing my pajamas and house shoes. I drive a truck with 140,000 miles. I don't give a damn. I'm going to roll up in there the way I want to go. <laughs> nice. I like that. Nice. I like it, too. I, hey, I might not even wash the truck for a year. I don't care, but I'm just not my knife. You talk about tractors, and I did just wash my tractor this evening. Now, I don't mess around with my tractor. She's going to be clean. I mean, I'm just saying, if y'all ever want to go on a big tractor ride, I'm your guy. Well, you got your priorities <laughs> straight, and I, and I commend you for it. <laughs> All right, now, G. No, no looking at next, looking at next season, is there a particular event that stands out that you just can't can't wait to get to? Man, I I, I tell you the one that I think is going to throw guys a curve, and I'm excited about it uh, is Ross Barnett, and I don't hardly yeah. have any experience there, but I just feel like that's going to be a momentum turner. It's about placed in the season. I know how those places can fish. Yeah, uh, I kind of got the, I kind of got one eye. The old crazy stank I raised up at Cherokee. I think it could be real good. Uh, I started thinking about some of the other ones. You know, I, I don't know. This is the first time. I'll tell you this. This is the first time since we went to the Wintertime Classic that I've, I've truly ever been excited about fishing the Wintertime Classic. And I'm, I'm pretty fired up to go to Conroe. Uh, the other ones, I, I was excited to be there. But I'm more excited to fish what Conroe has to offer in the winter, more my style. We man can pick a jig and a flipping stick up and have a chance to win. Yeah, Con- Conroe is not necessarily going to be a Keith Combs show this this time. No, probably not. You agree with that, G? I think so. I mean, I think he'll be stout. He'll he'll know how to make the adjustments. But I think Conroe is going to play more fair to outsiders now than it ever has. And before. It didn't play fair with outsiders. I mean, you, you had to really be dialed into the lake and know what was going on. This time, I think uh, there's going to be a lot of different guys have a chance to win in this tournament, and and hopefully I'm one of them. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's going to be a good tournament. I mean, uh, Gerald, I gotta I gotta say something because this what you what you've accomplished is pretty well. It's it's beyond impressive. It's it's awesome. You know, you got Roland Martin, Kevin Van Dam, Mark Davis, Gerald Swindle. Multiple yeah. Angler wow. of the Year titles, wow. man. That, there cool. is, That's there, a pretty there, tight crowd. There's very, very cool. there's, yeah. there's 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 a few others, but there's very few others. I mean that that's gotta that's gotta do something to you. I, 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 all right, guys, I'm gonna be corny right here. All right, I'm gonna take the show back a little different level because we all act the fool. But <laughs> it, it's very humbling to me, Pete. Uh, uh, I really asked. Uh, you know, believe it or not, I act a fool. No, I act right half the time. But believe it or not, I do know I need to pray more. Sometimes when I pray, I ask for humility, man, because this sport is uh, it's so humbling. And, and if I don't keep that, uh, it disrespect my family and who, and who they are. And, and when I look at those names, they, those are legends to me, man. Those are guys that I look up to and I admire. So when I see that myself, I, I, I don't necessarily feel that it done anything. You know, I just don't want it to do anything to me, uh, uh, who I really am. I mean, I love fishing, 
uh, Mike could call me tomorrow and go, hey, man, you want to go fishing? And I'd be in the boat. I, I love it that much, dude, but I simply sometimes want to remain uh, true to who I am, uh, where I come from, and fish for the love of the sport. So hopefully that doesn't change who I am. I'm, I'm super proud of the accomplishment. But, dude, you got to understand, I, I don't see myself any different on Monday morning than I did on Sunday evening. Uh, I hugged my wife and told her I loved her for sticking behind me because I know, guys, we can be a prick. I can tell you right now, Gary Allen said it best. I, my, she makes love and me look pretty easy because I can be a prick. I mean, I want to <laughs> fish. I want it my way. You know, we go to bed early. We get up early. Dude, that's a long road, dude. Beck mm -hmm. knows it as good as anybody. Those are days when I am not any fun to be around. She stuck with it. So when that when that this trip was over, I said, "Hey, honey, let's go home and, and let's be let's be us." So uh, hopefully it doesn't change me, man. Uh, and if it does, Pete, I'd ask you to keep me right in the sack of the bridges. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I don't think it will change it because I mean, there's no change in you. You're just one of a kind. But I, I you know, when it when it comes time to to votes for Hall of Hall of Fame. Uh, I think I think this is going to qualify you for that vote, and man, I just got to give you a big congratulations for yeah, that. Congrats, Jay. Congrats, Jay. awesome year, bro. Absolutely. It means a lot because I fish against you guys, you know what I mean, and that, that's what's that's to me. I think it's uh, it's almost like street credit, and I think we all fight for that, whether we want people to believe it or not. We want the trophies, but we want the street credit that that your competitors respect you in that way, and and. To see that, to me, it means a lot, dude. It means a lot, and I appreciate it. It's awesome. You, you know, you know, I'm saying street credit. That AOY trophy, I think, to us anglers, is is the holy grail. It is. It, yeah, is. it really it's, is. Yeah. It's, don't get me wrong. The classic is is freaking huge. It is. Yeah. It's it's awesome. You know, but but that AOY says, I didn't kick your ass one week. Yeah. I kicked y'all's ass all year. All year, consistency. All year long. Yeah. And that, I mean, to me, that that and, and, and having never won one at a tour level thing, but that is, I, Gerald, I have so much respect for you for one, but two, dude, you're the man. When I go out of here, I'm gonna have all the stupid records in the sport. I'm gonna be like the guy that won Angler of the Year and then zeroed in the same classic. I've got that one. <laughs> I'm the first guy that bass to ever win. Well, that's why I love you. You know, and then I'm like, well, hell, I can do that once. I've done it again, so I won two million. It still ain't won a tournament. I've won both AOIs and never won an Elite Series event. Now I've had seconds and first and all that, and you know, I've come to the point where writers ask me about that, but I'm like, you know what? I don't know if winning the tournament, to me, sometimes is as important as just staying steady, man, holding the course. Yeah, I would love it. Don't get me wrong, man. If I win it, I'm going to run naked through the crowd or, you know, partially naked. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a pimp with well, a pimp now. Well, you get your knee you know, fixed. You'll be all right. <laughs> you know, I just, think, I just think there's so much into that. When, when I look at it, I'm like, maybe I'm, maybe I'm the guy that's going to have all the goofy records. I don't know. I, I, I don't know when a win's going to come, and I actually got to the point I fish to win, and I shouldn't say that I don't care when it comes, but I don't think about it like that. I just think, you know, you just fish big baits and get in position to win, but 
I've got some weird records, but I do hold the one of the only anglers to ever win angler year and then zero in the same classic. So, I mean, I just let them know you can go from the outhouse to the White House quick. You know, it's up and down. <laughs> 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 it's like last in the tournament. I just said I want to get both ends of the spectrum before this year's over. <laughs> you know? All right, Jay, we got one more. I got one more big question for you, and we're going to let you run. Um, and this, this one – Actually, uh, it's close to my heart because I'm thinking about it, and I and I want to get your opinion on it. Um, y- you've got two of the you know two AOIs now, two huge titles. You've done everything there is to do, almost everything. Um, there's nothing left to prove. How close are you to retirement? Are you thinking about it? Is it something you're ready for, or you're not not ready to even think about it yet? Uh, I would be lying, Mike, if I said I. Didn't you know? My wife and I have talked about it. You know, talked about what 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 would be the date. Uh, my wife has made a comment to me before. She said, "I will not let you stay out here and get your ass handed to you every day." Mm. You know, if you can't do this, she said. So I'll be the one to tell you because I said, you know, I don't know. You know, maybe you'll know mentally. And she said, you know, I'll, I'll be the first to tell you. But what I'm concerned about, Mike, is I think I'm more in love with fishing now than I ever have been as far as yeah. being in the boat, being alone, and playing the game. And I'm a little concerned about that because at times I thought maybe 51, 52 might be the magic time to come home and spend time with my, my granddaughter, my parents may you know, be living and we have a big time, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm just a little concerned now that my fire, a different type of fire burns in me now than ever has, in the, and it's not gonorrhea, JT, so don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I, I wouldn't ooh, say ooh, it out loud. I'm peeing, I'm peeing, it hurts, ooh, ah! Right. I call that a burner. So the fire is there, man. You know, the fire is there, and uh, it has crossed my mind. I don't think I'm to that stage yet because I think I'm just now truly understanding uh, more about uh, what I need to do on the water and how to get in position to win tournaments. And and as long as I love something so much, man, there's no way I can walk away from it. I see guys that are 50 years old seem like they hate the world. They hate the sport. They yeah. hate the boat. They hate the lake. They hate the everything there they hate. Yeah. And, and I don't want to become that guy. You know, I want to fish for love. And, and I'm telling you, it's pretty strong. So I don't see that no time in my future retirement. Gotcha. There it gotcha. is. Good answer. Boy. Good answer. Yes. There you have it, folks. Here, here. Uh, Gerald, we've got um, – Brian DeCarpenter just gave me a number over there. We've got – uh, 281 people watching live for the one person that doesn't follow you on social media. What? How can they follow you? How can they follow what you're doing every day? You're out in your tractor. You're doing normal stuff. How can they follow you? Just check us out, man. We're on. You can go to my Facebook, the fan page, G-Man Gerald Swindle. You can check me out on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Snapchat. Uh, and I just tell people, man, when you when you come to my to my world and you, and you follow me on social media. It's not perfect. Uh, I post my own stuff. There's misspelled words, and I don't care, so you don't have to remind me of it. I'm misspelling it <laughs> on purpose. Uh, I will open up. Uh, I think sometime I'm a little too open because I will open our life up and let people see who we really are. Uh, sometimes that's you get judged for that because, you know, people don't understand lifestyles. But uh, check me out, dude. I'm out there on social media. You know, we have a big time. And if you take life real serious, I probably don't need to come over to my page because we're going to have a lot of fun. All right. We appreciate it. Uh, Gerald, thanks for joining us. Congratulations yeah. again. Will you come on another three or four times during the course of the next year? Absolutely. I, hey, Mike, I got you back. I'll come on any time, dude. I'll come back. I'll come back to Jersey and do yes. it. Yeah. 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 We want the overall. 
calls back. We got to bring him out, Mike. Though. We, we got to go out for night on the town with him. We do. All right. Yeah. Next time you come in studio, it's not going to be one of those trips like in and out. You're going to hang out. You and Lulu come out, hang out for a couple days. Dave wants to take you out, give you some real Polish kabasa. No, let's get it to like a, like a Lamb of God concert at the truck, or yeah. the Head or something like that. When a they heavy come metal concert yeah. out in the mosh pit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, with G's, G's rebuilt knee, dude, he'll be fucking killing everybody out there. Destroying it. TRT and all, <laughs> man. Awesome. I don't want no sausage from nobody, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Who's talking about sausage? So- well, Polish on. kabasa. The Pol- that Polish sausage loves everybody. The Polish Jeez. kabasa. <laughs> Don't get all anti-gay on it. (laughs) Gerald Swindle, everybody. G-Man. Thanks, G. Wow. Beck, we kept it together the entire interview up until the very end. Until the end. We're talking about sausage and... What's wrong with that? Is Beck still back there? She's not even back there. I'm here. okay. (laughs) This is a big one. (laughs) All right. uh, That Man, dude, that's great. Isn't that great? I'm happy. Like, you know... and I don't want to point out any names, but, you know, guys have won titles over the years, and occasionally a guy wins, you're like, ah, oh, you know. But, dude, he genuinely, you're Humble. like, dude, he's a great like, freaking dude. You can't help but. Mindset. You winning mindset. Winning mindset. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. No, he's, he's a champion. Like he's Jer- a champion. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I'd give us a little plug on BU a little bit, and Pete, I'll let it's you spin this, but. He has talked more about that in our okay. seminars than any other pro, and he's changing the mindsets of anglers and making anglers become winning anglers. It's pretty pretty special. It's, he calls it PMA, positive mental attitude. Yeah. He gives a seminar on Bass University, and uh, it's it's you got to listen to it. It's he speaks for an hour and a half, and there's no fishing involved. And, but it's all fishing, you know. Yeah. yeah. And you see, uh, he talks about a rubber band and how he, he wears that to to help him stave off the negative uh, thoughts. And and I see students, people all over the country, come up to me wearing the wearing the rubber bands that Gerald talks about. Well, you about. know, there's there's a, a real good buddy of mine, George Capiton, fishes FLW tour. He wears uh, a forest wood cup bracelet, and and it's the same thing. It reminds him to keep. Keep his, positive. Keep yeah. his mental focus and keep. That's where he's trying to get. And, yeah. and sometimes just little things like that, you know, can yeah, a little can really visual, keep, little right. mental reminder. Yeah, you, know, you look down there and you go. Yeah, you, you, you know, well, I, I can't give up. You know, I got not yeah. to steal your term, but, right. Right. but you know what I mean. Like I can't give up. Yeah. I got you know I got to keep rolling. You you and know how dark it can, like that can how can, dark it can get out there. Oh you know, yeah, pra- sometimes practice like you just want to throw sucked. all your shit down and you walk away. You broke off your first three fish. Yeah. You know, I mean, things get dark, and you you yeah. got to be able to you got to be able to battle through that stuff. And uh, Gerald's an expert at talking about but it. But you heard him say he fishes. It the actual day not tomorrow and you heard him Key. say but he believes what he, he believes what he's yep. saying with that oh yeah, yeah. it's not yep. just I'm, I'm just saying that to say this shit he believes that shit yeah. and it's evident because he's the champ you know yeah. two time yeah. angler of the year yeah that just doesn't happen by accident no, no. They, very, no. Very no hard it, it never happens <laughs> very hard right? it's happened here very hard to do. that was awesome alright listen Ike Live thanks for tuning in hang in there with us we've got a lot of big stuff still to come we got about 30 more minutes. Hang in there with us about five minutes. When we come back, Seth Fighter, the amazing fighter man, joining us. We're also going to be doing an MTV bo- unboxing with JT Kenny. We're going to be talking about a TH product, and we're going to be giving you a recap of what's been going on. Hang in there with us. Ike Life. And we have another prize package. Oh, yeah. Hang in there with us. 
When you come back, a lot of stuff to do. Oh, ho, ho. I 